Happy New Year, everybody. It's Oland here. And uh, we're welcoming you to another episode of It's Not That Deep, the first one of 2021. We're going to open things up this week with my favourite song of 2021 by Lester's own Niall Barrow, also known as Ho Fu. Uh, you've heard the song before on the podcast, but this song is called Save Some Love. Ain't nothing to it. And here we are, back at it again, <laughs> with the one-two punch of this is 
It's not that deep, bro. Wow. Episode 21. Wow. I'm What's a... 9 plus 10? 19. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> because it's a meme. <laughs> oh, okay. I've not, I've not heard that one. Wow. That was a very impressive intro, Martin. Thank you for that. And yes, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. 2021. We made it. Doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it, but we're here. Yeah, we we wake up still, mm-hmm. and the sun rises and sets. And t- t- time is is not even an issue anymore. It's just days of the week, time. I'm off all of that. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a it's a fabrication. I'm still working, so you have some sense of that remaining. Yeah, I guess so. But everything else is just down the fucking drain. Sorry <laughs> for the language. I think it's appropriate, though, Martin, you know. Um, I'm normally an optimistic guy, but I must admit the last few months have been rather trying. Although, you know, it's not that dire. As you say, we all, uh, we're all still here. Mm-hmm. We are. We sure are. How are you feeling? I feel great. You feel great? I feel great. Why? Um... What can I say? Uh, just in a good mood. Although this film we're about to talk about has some dark bits. It's poign- poignant. It's what? Poignant. Please explain for the viewers. I may have <laughs> pronounced that word wrong, but it just means like it's relevant to... Um, poignant. Poignant. Um, you make me. It's a word that I've I've never focused on. I've just said it like in passing, but it's poignant. Is it? Yeah. Which... Sounds so weird. <laughs> it just sounds. It sounds like you just I'm trying to say it in an Italian word. <laughs> no, nah, I promise you. Look, it's a word. <laughs> Poing. Poignant. Arousing deep emotion, especially pity or sorrow. I mean, it wasn't all sorrow, like or pity. Like that word seems like it's describing the whole film. I'd say keenly distressing, somber yet comforting. Okay, you know we get, we're getting there. We're yeah, getting there. yeah. I think it was a good choice of word. You've learned a new word today. I have. Another that I, I mean, even through the film, I'm still at, um, still quite cheery, positive. Um, I must admit, I, I teared up a bit at the end. How do you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I, I'm, I think I'm feeling, you know, happy to be in uh, the new year. Looking forward, and yeah. uh, but that film definitely uh, rose some emotion in me. And the well, we should probably say the film in question is "Do the Right Thing" uh, by Spike Lee. Yeah, Spike Lee. Um, I think it was released in 1994. Um, I highly recommend you go see it. It's still relevant. It, it's like we've come round back. Watching this film is... Before I say this, I, I guess I should explain that the film has a lot of racial issues that have been creeping back up. I don't think in, they ever left, to be perfectly honest with you, but, like... I mean, they were definitely more, like, died down. They died down quite a bit 
coming up to like 2015, 2010 sort of. And then now we're back at 2020 and the news are saying we're, uh, black people are rioting, BLM protests are being taken the past, way too extreme. The past two, three years have been particularly... Well, it's been a kind of uh, awakening, I suppose. Is mm-hmm. that the right word? A rise up, uh, you know, a, a revolution to a certain extent. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, the whole BLM movement is it's getting there. There's a lot of issues that are being put out there that were still issues quite a long time ago, but weren't, like, properly, like, voiced. Maybe more just because of social media, I don't know, more light is being shown on certain topics, but at the same time, there's so much information out there. It's complicated, but obviously, over the past two years, there's been a lot of, uh, you know... I'm trying to find the right word because I'm not qualified to speak on this topic, like, at all. No. But, (laughs) I mean, your opinion on it is, I mean, greatly We should probably focus... I think focusing on the film is the best thing to do because the film is about Brooklyn, New York, on a particularly hot day. And uh, I thought the use of the hot day was a particularly good way of showing the boiling up tensions that exists between races in low-income areas of living. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, look at how we have... 2020 has become, or was, the year that this all started. And I seem to, like, remember reading something about the (laughs) ice caps melting. (laughs) So then when, like, oh, global warming Mm. is getting hot, all the ice is melting. That's been a consistent headline now, probably, you know, since this film came out. (laughs) Yeah, and seeing seeing the movie and how it turned out, it sort of, like, hit, we're at 2020, where it's getting hotter and hotter, people are on, on edge because of how hot it is. And it's just getting to a point where no no one's taking no shit. Well, on a, hot, on a hot day, just objectively, people are frazzled, you know, more, yeah. more than normal. So it's a great setting to use to display people at their breaking point, you know, and it... It shows the racial tension that existed, that exists in society. Yeah, in society and in the streets, mm-hmm. and it shows that exaggerated to its breaking point. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose what before getting to the sub bit. The reason the sad bit makes me sad is because the first half of the film is so colourful and so yeah. full of life and all. And the, so yeah, so cheery. Like. Cheery. All the characters are so well written, mm-hmm. and you you empathise with each one's way of life. 
It, oh, Pretty much. Although you see one of the main characters in it, it's called Mookie. Mm. Um, although you, he's a big part of the film, at the same time, it almost looks like there's no main character. Almost every character is a main character. It gave you know I mean? me drama club vibes. It was very like... I've never seen that. Drama club. I just meant drama club as in like a, a, a drama a club. Yeah, oh, a oh, theatre. Right. Well, I guess it was theatrical. That bit at yeah. the beginning was like all on a stage. Yeah. With the dancing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that the... Um, oh, what would you call them? Interview sections or like vignettes of individual characters just monologuing. That's very theatre, you know, doing the monologues and stuff. So it was well... I got that vibe and it created, combined with like the colours and all the new Jack Swing music from the 90s, uh, I was really invested in, in every every character, yeah, basically. Yeah. I, was, I was dead hooked into what was happening. And um, without ruining it too much, there's several different racial groups that live in this neighbourhood. And um, you've got a Hispanic group, you've got an Italian-American group, you've got uh, the African-Americans, you've got the... Koreans. Koreans over mm-hmm. the street, so... Um, and you basically see them interact in all sorts of different ways. There's so, there's so much hate in every race. Oh, but... It's not, ju- it's, it's not just to say, oh, the... Uh, the black community is more oppressed than any other one. There's Not just at hate. all. That's... It's just hate in the whole film. Well, but at the same time, uh... there's so much. There's so much like cheery conversation conversations that happen and like banter that it's just. But you see at the beginning of the film that they all get on. Yeah. It's only really because it's so hot that everyone's that, so pissed that's off. That's it. So that's what I'm saying. It, it makes sense now. <laughs> it makes sense of now because of. The whole global warming thing. The whole planet's hot. Yeah, yeah the whole planet's hot. We're Everyone. All, we're all on a big yeah, hot we're all day. On, <laughs> yep. And it's just like, what the fuck is happening? But then it makes me sad because that just shows that it's like everyone can get to that breaking point where you snap at somebody mm-hmm. sort of thing. But that's just that happening on like a bigger level. Yeah. Like, again, I, mean, I don't want to ruin it too much, but like the character Sal ultimately doesn't like isn't racist no basically is the root of it but he's very like oh, i guess he's traditional in his views like white kind of traditional view set but he's like very proud of how his business has become a fabric of the neighborhood and people are like yeah. raised people off of have, his pizza. yeah i've been i've grown up with his pizza and it's cultural differences that where he butts heads with his clientele it's only things that like he doesn't quite understand like music or the celebrities that he has on the wall it's nothing personal to a certain extent and it's more it could be anything like if someone asked him to get different chairs in there, he'd tell them to fuck off. Yeah, basically, it's, yeah. It's the principle that it's his place. He built yeah. it with his hands, and it's pride, I suppose, that lets Sal down. The pride of the of the business owner. It's just... Uh, and that channels down into his sons, which isn't, like, a good I mean, situation. Uh, Pino and... Just, just one, because yeah. Vita doesn't seem like he's... The, I'm not saying he's dumb, but he he's slower than Pino. Pino has, like, 
more uh, like umph. Anger. In, yeah, a lot more anger, a lot more. Even to a point where his Sal asks why he has so much anger, and it's because all his friends make fun of him because he works in a black neighborhood, which is a well shallow like. It's so shallow. That's not. I don't think it's the real reason he has all the anger. I think it's more that he hasn't built the place like his father has so he mm-hmm. doesn't understand the the why his dad loves it so yeah. much he's just come into this place and he knows that he's got to inherit he's it he's grown up mm. doing this and it's like the homework yeah almost sort of thing and then he knows that he's got to like inherit it and you can see in his face that he's like one he's happy about it because then that means he can fucking sell it but then he realises his fucking brother is also ha- like, is going to own 50%. So if his brother doesn't, like... If isn't both down of the, Yeah, isn't, the, da- uh, isn't down to fucking sell it. Yeah. It's not going to be sold. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that whole situation there at the pizzeria creates a difficult habitat for the local clientele to, to dine in, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the fact that Every person that talks about Sal before the end bit is always always says that Sal is a person you can talk to and like sort of like trust mm. that he's not gonna do the wrong thing. And it's not like he did the wrong thing. He was just put in a situation. Uh, he was made made angry. Like it you was. Know, uh, not only did. The, the fact that it was a a really hot day, but the fact that somebody's come in and started shouting at him for to change what he's been doing for 25 years. He brings a foreign culture, a foreign sound in the, the, <clears throat> that he's not familiar with yeah. onto his own turf, and it's, it's going to rile the man up, you know. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, and it gets him to a point where he sees red and he... Just lets it all out. He lets it all out. I mean, ultimately, the police kill Radio Rahim, which is a gentleman who walks around with a boombox listening to one tape and one tape only, and that would be a public enemy tape. Um, Fight the power. Yeah, with the song Fight the Power on. Mm. Um, Some people in the neighbourhood love it, but Sal is having none of it. I don't think, I don't even think it's just because of the music. I think it's just that he had it so loud that not a lot of people can, like, talk. Handle it. Yeah, not a lot of people can handle it. Mm. If, I feel like if he turned it down, Sal would have been more... To be fair, Radio Rahim was un... Um, negotiate. He wouldn't negotiate yeah, no, or no. anything. He completely. Um, it was all on his terms. That's it. Like, why? Why would you go into somebody else's shop and demand something while not giving anything back? Like, ah, uh, I demand you give me half of your wages. Like, it I just mean, makes no sense. Such a fair compromise could have just happened between all of it. Like, Radio Raheem could have turned his radio down. Sal, Sal could, have, could have 
you know, diffuse the situation. Diffuse the situation by just putting a picture. Even if you, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. Man, he's got Frank. So that's it's probably even more racist for Sal to put Sammy Davis Jr. on the wall just to appease the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but. There could have been some compromise between the three parties, bugging out Radio Raheem and Sal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it makes me sad to see there is a sharp turn in this film, and the vibe goes from this comfortable world. I suppose there's a kind of freestyle jazz playing throughout the film, which I thought was really well done because. At times, there's like pop music playing, New Jack Swing, but at times, there's this crazy sort of freestyle jazz playing that builds up at these points when all the characters are like shouting at one yeah. another. It happens numerous times throughout mm-hmm. the film. So uh, it reminded me of a film called Punch Drunk Love, which does something similar, actually. But um, it kind of, the music correlates to the energy and the atmosphere of the scene. Mm-hmm. And by the t- before you even know what's happening, there's chaos on screen. It's absolute chaos. <laughs> so much. There's but, so much of it. Like, but you you don't. You sort of see it coming, but at the same time you don't. I knew you know something I mean? was. I know coming. something was building up to happen, but for it to happen in that way mm. was completely outrageous. There like, was like some. Re- it was really well done. The like the tonal shift was awful. It made me feel really bad seeing like humans acting like that, like yeah. animals. Yeah, basically, Espe- especially like halfway through the film where they just there's about five or six different characters that just s- start to like shout out what racist slurs towards each different. Uh, race that's in the neighborhood. Yeah, you get well. You there was a there was like a monologues of each race, um, calling out, giving their kind of spiel that they'd give to their chosen race of discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, which was, I mean, it's fa- it's a fascinating commentary on race, like this yeah. whole film, like it's and just, well, not even society and humans and people, like really interesting behavioural film because it's it's accurate, it's an accurate description. <laughs> it's like dramatised. I bet this was considered dramatised for like the nineties, but like yeah. at twenty yeah. twenty one, this is like a very accurate portrayal of race in society. Yeah, um, uh, this film would not go amiss if it was. Uh, like, if it was shown, if it was made today. <laughs> the only thing that makes it stand out is, like, how bright and colourful everything is. And, yeah, like, the 90s yeah. clothes yeah. and the snare drums that sound like bin bags being, uh... <laughs> like, if, it, if this was fucking made now, it wouldn't even be, like, outrageous. It would just be like, this happens every day. Well, it felt too close to comfort yeah that's what I mean like it's it's so relatable to now like to watch something that's what 26 uh, 27 years old Mm. to be to be able to be like oh shit this is happening now it's still happening well it always scares me that's like an awful thing in films when you watch a film that came out a while ago and it's the di- the direct the message of it the director's obviously trying to speak some sort of message and like the message the problem hasn't been fixed it, that in twenty seven years it's like, one of the reasons I suppose 
that I continue. It's why I empathise with the plight of the filmmaker. Uh, it's like I find it tragic when that happens when somebody's like made a film with a big message and and it's like an admirable message and it's the problem's still going and this is the same case. It's uh, just awful. The footage that has come across my phone screen over the past 24 months is worse than the dramatised version of what yeah. happened at the end of yeah. this film, which is the sad thing. It's, it, it's so, like, slight, um, like a slight comparison compared to, like, the shit that's going on right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... People <laughs> just need to wake up. <laughs> You know what I mean? They need to fucking learn to sit still and chill the fuck out. It sounds, yeah. Because at the... The out fucking outrageous shit that's happening in the news, even just in the past six months, it, it needs to stop. And I'm not trying to fucking preach it here, like, all the time. It, I just want... To get my point across, fight the power, man. You know, I, <laughs> fight the power. I, I, yeah. I'm down with the message, and mm-hmm. it. You know, you, you can uh, check my masculinity or whatever for crying or. or I, I I don't even nah I don't even it, I don't even see it that way. Like if that if that film made you f- made your feelings get so worked up that it made you cry like that, to me, that's a good film. That I've. There's little films that me- that get me to that stage. Mm. Like there's a small amount of like films that will get me to that stage. Well, so like whenever I get a film that makes me feel that way, that's a good film to me anyway. You know what I mean? Like something that makes you fe- feel something like makes you feel different than what you normally feel in your everyday life just makes it a fucking good film mm, to it, me. It pains me to see humans acting like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't fathom. It's like a, a bad sum, like two plus two equals seven. It's like, that shouldn't... <laughs> that shouldn't be. Yeah, there. that shouldn't be. It's, it's yeah. really... Uh, that sounds, you know, you, you can sit there and cry, but you should do something about it. Mm-hmm. But I think if people had that attitude, the issue wouldn't be there, you know? No, I mean? yeah. yeah exactly. if, if everyone had, like, a mindset, the, the world wouldn't be like this. Do you know what I mean? Like, if if everyone was I mean, no equal one's to like, each other, obviously no one's the same. And so no one, well, no one's perfect as yeah. well, and there's no... It's not, as you said before, about, like, about preaching, but just coming off the back of a film like Do the Right Thing, you can't not feel... This, if you don't feel this way after watching that film or whatever has been happening in real life at this point, then just sort it out. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on, let's do this. Twenty twenty one. That you said when you know moving to a slightly brighter place. Uh, parts of that film reminded you of your childhood, where you yeah, you grew yeah. you grew up in the Dominican Republic. A lot, a lot of it just reminds me of like. I know that if you were to 
say what they were doing right now it would be sexist <laughs> well, misogynist <laughs> and all that shit but to a child that was like seeing it it made me laugh there was some and i understand how sexist what they were doing was there was some older gentleman in the film but to me it was just it was just like it was to a time where everything was much simpler i don't think yeah i nearly said i don't think that has meant any harm but i'm pretty sure they're at the right at the end so then i had to rethink that statement yeah um but I don't know. Maybe I need to think about those. I don't know what I think about those three men. Like, how should they be doing what they're doing? Should they be sat there all day? Are they retired? I don't know what I think about those three men. <laughs> at, the time, at the time of this... The time that this film was made and the sort of era I was trying to show in the film, mm. there were a lot of... And there still is a lot of old men that sit around just doing nothing. Well, let's take misogyny out of it and talk about, you know, we saw we watched Coming to America, not on this podcast, but just as, as friends. Right, yeah. Uh, at one point. And that features a barbershop with, with four old, four or five old men that, yep. like, <laughs> just bicker about who's the best boxer and all the things... Who's the best fucking basketball Bas- player. Yeah, and who... It's stuff that they would have been involved with when they were younger, and now they're all at this age and they can all talk about that thing because they all remember it. It's, it's all, like, reminiscing and nostalgia. But regardless, <laughs> the only white man in that scene is Eddie Murphy in makeup. But regardless of race, what's being said in that barbershop is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you, I think universally, I watched that film with my grandparents for the first time. Like, that's just classic comedy. Mm-hmm. But then in Do the Right Thing, there is, like, an element of, uh, I don't know, maybe bitterness to their, um, their dialogue... I mean, some some of it because it's all that, like they're all like "fuck you" to one another, and like it's all yeah. very like aggressive. You're like, Jesus yeah, it's aggressive, Christ. but <laughs> it's the it's the same as I am to you. Like I I I don't go around just saying "fuck you" all the time, but at the same time, I do say some mean stuff that is isn't meant to be mean. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know exactly what you mean. It's, don't, not, don't it's, not worry, from, it's not coming from a place of hate. So <laughs> for them two, three to do the same thing is because they must be such good friends that they know what that means. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm going to point out that one of them is called Sweet Dick Willie. Right. Why? Just made me smile. <laughs> <laughs> the name Sweet Dick Willie just made you smile. It's a funny name. But you know why they call him Sweet Dick Willie. Everyone knows why they call him Sweet Dick Willie. That's right. Um, I think I saw this and film. And if you want to wa- if you want to know, watch the film. I think I saw this film when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, there were bits in it. Some of the angles and just... I don't know, it had a vibe. I think I've seen it before. But I didn't remember much. But I do recommend if if you feel like it we watched it on amazon prime so if you're a prime user it's there for you do the right thing spike lee 
It's a great film. One of my favorite characters in the whole film. It's called The Mayor. Dumber. The Mayor. Yeah. Dumber. Yeah. The. No, no, the. no, 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 no. Duh. D A. Okay. Duh. Mayor. There we go. Yeah? Whatever you say. <laughs> Same thing. The guy is. He's kind for of, lack of a better word, a Jesus. drunk. He's Jesus. He's Jesus. He's the Jesus of the film. He is the Jesus. I, I couldn't put it better myself. He is the Jesus of the film. They always he's have. Nev- he's, nev- he's never trying to do... <sighs> Halfway through the film, I love it when films do this, mm. where they put the name of the film inside the film. That wasn't even halfway. I think that was like 20 minutes in. I swear that was halfway. I halfway. think it was before Mook. Mook was on the way to deliver a pizza. Put it like that. Yeah. Early That's the on. second pizza. Second, but yeah. yeah. So it was like within the first 45 minutes. Um, but he, he says the name of the film. Mm. He basically acts as like the sage or the uh, the shaman of, of the area, basically. He's mm. like the drunk, but he is full of life lessons and yeah. knowledge. Full of knowledge. Full. And he, he may, it, may look, it may sound like he's talking in riddles, but everything he says has a point. Well, that's the curse of the shaman, Martin. Yeah. They, they look different to everyone else and people think you know they might smell and stuff like that but they're going to come through with mm-hmm. the with the life the, lessons yeah. and uh, and all the rest of it and he's just such a anytime somebody's being mean to him he he doesn't respond with hate kills him with kindness yeah kills him with kindness that's my shit <laughs> that is my shit kill I'm being stabbed over here. <laughs> I'm going to mug you with kindness. I'm being absolutely obliterated by Martin's kindness blade. Yeah, that's right. And don't you fucking forget it, all right? It sounds like an awful innuendo. <laughs> I, I, what the, my favourite character, the man. The man. He even performed a bit of an exorcism at the end on sister, mother, sister. Mother, sister. Who is kind of this perturbed older lady who looks like she's... Looks like she could start speaking in, like, tongues at any point. Yeah. She's got, like, this disturbed look in her eye, like she's seen shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, she kind of acts as, like, a sage or a overseer of the area, commenting on yeah. stuff, looking out a window. Yeah. Her and uh, Demare act as sort of night and day different sides Angel, of the same demon, demon. Yeah, yeah different sides of the same scale but they both play they like jump both between of them the between two. the yeah. two yeah it's interesting but during the chaos that is the last act of the film uh, mother sister is just she's like repeating one phrase over and over yeah, in the no. middle she's saying yeah no. she's saying no over and over in the middle of the crowd and the mayor uh, consoles her and his mother sister ends up taking him in for the night and uh, they're amicable by the end of the film, which was Demare's wish yeah. for her to be yeah, civil. Yeah, at the start, he's like, one day you're going to be nice to me. and we will. We're going to be dead in the ground, but you're going to be nice to me. We'll and what happened at the end of that one day, she was very nice. But, I mean, that's something to point out, isn't it? That the kind of... You could say that Mook and Sal had saw eye to eye in some sense at the very end when they got... They kind of 
understood one another by Mook throwing the money back at him and it was like they're on a level Sal was making it like a guilt thing like oh you need my money you need me you need mm. this sort of thing and Mook was like no 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 I like you owe me we're level for yeah you owe me for my labor work. yeah for labor and that's it yeah. I don't want extra I don't want no extra and I don't want no less I won my way. I want to see eye to eye, yeah. basically, and then. But you can, you can almost see as well that Sal was like, he felt sorry. He felt really bad for what transpired, even yeah. though his his place got trashed. Mm. He saw in Mookie's eyes, and even after after it all, he was like, "What are you gonna do now?" Like, sort of like. It's going to be Whoa. hot. He even said, like, it's going to be hot today. They started talking about the weather, yeah. which was, like, arbitrary to the whole thing. And that shows that, you know, Sal holds a lot of pride, but ultimately is a good person. Yeah. Um, and it, he, never, he never meant for it to be carried out in that sort of manner. Do you no, know what I mean? No. Like, the, the whole situation got way too out of hand and no one needed to get hurt. Because of the hot day. Yeah. It's but the, then because yeah. of lots... Oh, God, it's a, it's a great film. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think it's poignant right. that the own... The That's kind of... Has his new favourite word. <laughs> the sort of... Um, union, only union that you see in the film, or, you know, a relationship that goes from being non-existent to amicable is mother, sister and a mare. But by the end of the film there's two people coming together. But mm -hmm. it, but they're old. Is, is, is that some sort of comment like only at the end of your life? It takes lots of years of experience to be able to tolerate others. No, because then that would make Sal... Well, Sal's not as old as those two, but even no, he had not. that in him. Yeah. And, but he still held, and even Mother Sister held that. Like. Yeah, he, he held it in as much as he possibly could. But once somebody pushes your buttons too far, everyone has a breaking point. Well, you're going to see... And no, no one should be putting you through that breaking point. It should be... All of us should be amicable. You shouldn't be... Push to that breaking point, but then you should also not harbour such resentment. Yeah, and fear, really. Because mm -hmm. Sal did that out of fear that his place would have been at jeopardy. But really, if he just let Radio Raheem's radio, if he just popped a picture on the wall and like let the radio play, he'd have his business. True, so it's, but it's its business. Do you know what I mean? Like a, it's, it's a fine line. It's, it's a difficult... yeah. Like you, he doesn't come into your house and tells you fucking change the toilet seat. You know what I mean? Like, no. It's it's very difficult. It's his it's his own business, mm. and uh, a lot a lot of people nowadays think that just because a person has a business that. The customers, ha the customer has the right to change anything in that business just because they like it more like this. No, 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 they... it's complete nonsense. And um, but like you know, you'd mediate the situation. Mm. Mookie told Bug Bugging out. He said, "Like, don't Mo yeah." He said, "Don't come in for a week." 
exactly. I'll sort this out. Yeah. Like, he could have had a word with Sal and be like, you know, you pop a picture up on the wall. Like, it's no big deal. Yeah. Instead, it's like, boycott. Nah, I want, I want this, this shit gone. Which, or, again, uh, there is bugging out, acting upon fear. Fear yeah. that he's not going to be represented. Fear that his people are going to be stamped out. Ra completely rational fears in some cases, mm -hmm. but, like, you just shouldn't act upon fear. No, no. And... It was just too much. It was way too much. I mean, looking at, like, his sons, Pino and Vito. Pino obviously has all the anger, and Vito seems like the more chiller one. Mm. And he's constantly, like... But Vito's more timid. Yeah, he's a lot more timid. And he won't at, stand up for himself. No, no, of course he won't. But at least he won't act out of anger just because somebody has said something. Do you know what I mean? He would try to make it like the mayor would. Yeah, he, he definitely. Would, he would try to sort, sort it out in a sensible manner compared to, like, Pino would just fucking get the bat out. Yeah, he's... He's a, he's a loose cannon. Pino's un, unhinged. Yeah. He holds his father's but then you resentments, see the, but with no reason to hold them. But then you see at the end... The, her, their free faces and Vito doesn't look like he's that person anymore you know what I mean he's just I feel like at the end of the film he's just building hate he probably thought like his dad was going to die in that situation yeah probably yeah they don't really get around off. It's, it's a very human film it's, it's there aren't clear answers no to some of it. It, it it's everyone's fault and no one's fault at the same time like one it's a fucking hot day and two everyone's at fucking at each other's literal throats because it's so hot and for them to get to that point oh it must have taken a lot a lot I think you should watch this film because it's poignant. We get it. You like that word and you like that's the That's my final statement. Okay. Fair enough. My final statement is go watch it. It's a great film. It was just It'll my final... It'll make you feel that what's going on today has been happening for years. So maybe it will leave you with a sort of a sense of What's the word? Time to wake up. <laughs> Time to... We didn't even talk about Samuel L. Jackson. We didn't. That was such a big surprise. I know. Wake up, wake up, wake up. He <laughs> plays the radio DJ. And he's just... Up you wake, up you wake, up you wake. He's just a great addition to the film. What's his name again? I, I keep wanting to say radio love, but it's just not that. No, love daddy. Love daddy. It's love daddy. That's love what it daddy. is. Yeah, he he's a very welcome addition to the film. Someone's coming in. Who is it? Who da, is da, it? Da, 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 da. It's Rich. We just filmed on podcast. We're just wrapping up. And uh, sorry about the bass. Oh, it's all right. Don't worry. No worries. Rich is uh, a fan of the old. Sound systems, mm -hmm. <laughs> bass, heavy music. <laughs> anyway, guys. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Good n good start to the new year. I hope so. I'm glad 
we chose this film on a complete whim, and yeah. I'm I'm very glad with the choice. And uh, it's a good start to the uh, I don't know the run that we're going to go into. I think we're going to be choosing films from random at this point, and we're not going to. Uh, I don't know. We're going to go for a more free and easy format. Mm-hmm. Maybe do some episodes that aren't specifically about films and stuff like that. Um, Let's make this year our bitch. Okay, sorry, ladies. Um, Amen. Let's make this year the best year we could possibly have. Come on, man! You gotta, <laughs> you gotta wake up. <laughs> I gotta wake up from this dream. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. It's been. It's not that deep. It's not that deep, bro. Thank you so much for listening, guys. There'll be more of that, where that came from, hopefully in the coming weeks. Um, We're going to finish out with a song today from legendary... uh, I wouldn't even know what to call a future producer, Sophie. Rest in peace, who tragically passed away from an unforeseen accident over the past uh, 10 days or so. So this song's called Just Like We Never Said Goodbye. Rest in peace to Sophie. It's not that deep. We were young and out of control. I hadn't seen you since I was about 16 years old. But then you called me up the other day. I was shocked. Oh, what did I say? Exactly the same And it makes me feel, makes me feel Oh, just like we never said goodbye When you spoke to me that way Oh, just like we never said goodbye And it makes me feel, makes me feel We went out the very next day You still remember my favorite place Thank you.